Good morning. Thank you for being with us this morning for the practice of being aware of awareness. Here, three bells, one just a moment, second midway through, and the final bell uh, an hour from now. Perhaps we start by uh, calling to mind the intention turning attention inward. And noticing that on a fundamental level, everything has already been accepted. There's not one thing right now that awareness is trying to push out or move along. We'll bring more of, have less of. Awareness is not a pushing, pulling force. It's a sentient power. It just is. And by virtue of the fact that it is, everything is illuminated, available to be seen, felt, touched, heard, known. All by virtue of this innate knowingness.
we didn't turn it on and we can't turn it off. It is what is. And because it is, everything is known. Without it, nothing would be known. So when thoughts come in the mind, asking, how is that heard? By what is that known? In what does that arise?
if the answer is me, the question is, who is this me? Helen Hamilton suggests we ask, where is this me? certainly may be a sense of a person here. That sense may even be believed. So this is an opportunity to turn and look. Where is the me? Where is that independent entity? Is it locatable? So we look for that, that me. And we don't just look and just kind of blur out, right? Point isn't to Come to kind of almost dissociated, dissociated from the inquiry. My sense is that it's much more useful to look right at this sense of a me that there may be and then look to see where that is. If it's here, we must be able to find it. Of course, we don't do that with mind. Do it with that inner looking. To whom or to what do these thoughts arise? By what are they known? In what, to what are they appearing?
So do we find a separate self? We find that independent entity. So it's helpful to notice what we don't find. I mean, there's some manner in which the thoughts are heard. What we know for sure is thoughts are heard, right? Sounds are heard, sights are seen. And by what are they known? To what do they arise? Is that locatable? Can we find it? And once we're clear about what we do not find, which is some little separate self over in the corner, waiting to become enlightened or to awaken, we just don't find that. Equally important to notice what we do find. wide open, alive, knowing space. Spaciousness. But not empty, cold, Void, empty, warm, alive, spaciousness. And it's true, we do find no thing, right? But it's not the nothing that mind thinks of or nothing. The mind says we find nothing. Often that means there is nothing at all there. And in our direct experience, what do we find when this inward looking, this investigation is allowed to occur?
allowing attention to rest. On that, which in a way isn't really known at all. It's known to be here, right? Something hears these words. Something feels the back on the chair or whatever surface the back's on. Something knows the exact position of the hands and the feet. There's an alive, vital sentience present. But it's not a thing. It doesn't have a location. It doesn't have a beginning and an end. It just is. Rev. Deb in her satsang said, what you love will reveal its secrets to you. Is it available to love sitting at the feet of the mystery?
Thoughts come in. Sounds are heard. Movement is sensed. Maybe a feeling is felt. How is that known? What is aware of that? To what does it arise?
Ramana Maharshi calls this the practice of knowledge. He says, as the self of a person who tries to attain self-realization is not different from him. And as there is nothing other than or superior to him to be attained by him, self-realization being only the realization of one's own nature, the seeker of liberation realizes without doubts or misconceptions his real nature by distinguishing the eternal from the transient and never swerves from his natural state. This is known as the practice of knowledge. This is the inquiry leading to self-realization. Questioner asks, can this path of inquiry be followed by all aspirants? And Ramana says, this is suitable only for the ripe souls. The rest should follow different methods according to the state of their minds. So just heard a car go by. Obviously, that's a transient arising. By what is that known? What is here that never has been transient? That never comes and goes. That's always present. can hear a bird chirp. Obviously that's transient. By what is that known? In what does that arise? That never comes and goes. That is always present. sound of the bell, obviously transient. Can that be distinguished from the eternal? 
by what the sound arises to, arises in. Again, when asked, what is the method of practice? Ramana Maharshi answered, as the self, capital S, of a person who tries to attain self-realization is not different from him. And as there is nothing other than or superior to him to be attained by him, Self-realization being only the realization of one's own nature. The seeker of liberation realizes without doubts or misconceptions his real nature by distinguishing the eternal from the transient and never swerves from his natural state. That is known as the practice of knowledge. This is the inquiry leading to self-realization. And we can see there's nothing like there's no big kapow here, right? There's no Rupert Spire says that the, the, the taste of tea is more exotic. than the experience of your true nature, just right here. It's what is. We're simply falling back and letting go of what is not true, true in the sense of it's transient, it's gonna come and go. true in the sense that it's not always here. We know very readily it is not constant. It is not 
without beginning or end in our direct experience. It is not eternal. And we simply turn away from that which comes and goes, rises and falls, expands and contracts. And we turn toward that which has never been in any different state for all the days. Awareness isn't exactly the same condition. That is to say, it is unconditioned. Nothing that has ever happened to us that we've ever read or seen, been involved in, heard about, nothing has conditioned awareness. There are no grooves in awareness. There is no habit energy in awareness. There are no repetition compulsions in awareness. It lets it all play out if that's what's here. It never wants something one way, not another. Awareness itself doesn't have preferences, doesn't have positions. Matter of fact, it, there is no positionality in awareness. We check that for ourselves. And awareness itself, is there a better position or a worse position, a higher position or a lower position? Awareness is. It's not a force that moves things. It's a power that illuminates everything. This is what's referred to as one's own nature. It's original to you. Ramana calls it the I-I. Capital I, capital I. And the test is, did you come in with it? Anything that was added to you, is not your nature. I can let that go. We can turn away from that. Turn back toward what we came in with.
as NTI Second Peter puts it. This is abundance. Abundance is full awareness of your divine nature. As you reach for true abundance, you accept everything as you. In this, there can be nothing that is missing. look right at this awareness what what is missing can there be said to be anything missing put another way is there anything outside of awareness We're looking in our direct experience, right? We're not imagining, we're not calling to mind different teachings and trying to intellectually, cognitively kind of piece them together. I mean, stuff falls in, stuff falls in, it rises up. But again, even those concepts and notions, are they transient? What sees them? What hears them? To what do those notions arise? Second Peter says, chapter three says, remember within your mind that which you truly want. 
Remember the promise that your abundance is now. That's full awareness of your divine nature. Have faith in your abundance and use it to bring that which you truly desire into your awareness and also to let all else go. This is the path to your remembering and it is the power of your own abundance that shall bring you there. As Ramana Maharshi said it, what is the method of practice? He said, as the self of a person who tries to attain self-realization is not different from him. And as there is nothing other than or superior to him to be attained by him, self-realization being only the realization one's own nature. The seeker of liberation realizes without doubts or misconceptions his real nature by distinguishing the eternal from the transient and never swerves from his natural state. That is known as the practice of knowledge. This is the inquiry leading to self-realization. So said another way, we are casters of our attention. And by casting our attention, 
we're requesting the perception of either separation or of our true nature, of reality, of love, of the changeless, of the eternal. So it all starts with remembering what we really want. As NTI says, remember within your mind that which you truly want. Remember the promise that your abundance is now. Right? As Ramana Maharshi says, as the self of a person who tries to attain self-realization is not different from him. And as there is nothing other than or superior to him to be attained, self-realization being only the realization of one's own nature, the seeker of realization, excuse me, the seeker of liberation realizes Right? puts attention on, desires, follows through, casts attention without doubts or misconception on his real nature by distinguishing the eternal from the transient and never swerves from his natural state. Roman Amharshi says we do this without doubt. And T.I. says, have faith in your abundance, right? In the full awareness of your divine nature. Have faith in that and use it to bring that which you truly desire into your awareness and also to let all else go. This is the path to your remembering, and it is the power of your own abundance that shall bring you there. So the power of putting attention on the fact that we already have full awareness of our divine nature. is the power that brings us there. It's the faith. It's the trust. And it's the act of distinguishing
seeker of liberation realizes without doubts or misconceptions his real nature by distinguishing the eternal from the transient and never swerves from his natural state.
NTI continues, there is nothing to fear because the peace within you knows the truth of you. It is peace that shall prevail beyond all illusions which have forgotten you. Glory be to your peace, which is beyond all illusions. Through your choice, illusions of forgetfulness shall fade away. Through your remembrance, the joy and glory of your abundance shall be your only knowledge. Remain in peace within the quiet of your mind where your abundance is felt and known. Focus on your abundance, right? the full awareness of your divine nature. Ask it to lead you to salvation. Through your own abundance, thy true will, capital W, shall be known. Thy true will is to know thyself. To know thyself is to know thy truth. And to know thy truth is to recognize true abundance as it truly is.